So hello and welcome to this Aspen Weight Media podcast. I'm delighted to say that I'm here with the CEO of Aspen Weight, Paul Waite, and we're here after the uh, first budget uh, post-lockdown. I haven't got an opportunity to go through everything uh, today, but the purpose is to give you a, a flavour of the budget announcement uh, yesterday and, and try and maybe clear up, Paul, some miscommunication <laughs> from uh, uh, from the government and from those that have been uh, reporting on this. Misunderstanding, yeah. yeah. So let's start with... Um, the, the, the business side of things and the corporation tax uh, announcement and try and explain uh, to people exactly what um, the government yes, meant yesterday by the, uh, the increases. Yeah, so it's quite interesting. Um, so I think we need a little bit of setting the scene. So obviously um, uh, we're still, we still haven't come out of the current lockdown. Uh, the COVID crisis hit us really sort of last March, I suppose, when it really started. Um, and uh, partly because of the government's reaction to how to handle that in terms of whether businesses stay open or not and how people travel, uh, there's been widespread devastation to the economy. So we've seen the um, largest fall uh, in GDP and growth, uh, negative growth um, ever in history other than in a war. Uh, and in fact, um, I think as an economist myself, I think... Um, Probably the most applicable period that you could you could sort of draw with at the moment would be World War Two. You know, I sort of imagine myself there in 1940 with the blood, sweat, blood, sweat, toil, and tears sort of speech. You know, so um, what's happened is the government has uh, spent a lot of money, and I and I think um, whatever way you look at it and whatever your politics are, I don't think one could argue uh, that. They, that you couldn't complain about the amount of money that was spent, I think is the point. And in fact, probably, I would, I would argue that if I had been the Chancellor, I would have spent less. So it's not the volume of money that anyone's got a, uh, a, a you know, point with. It's, it's simply the wisdom of it, I suppose. You know, could you have spent the money more wisely? Um, has the money incentivised people to do things that you would want them to do? You know, probably the best example being the furlough scheme, um, which uh, I've long regarded as being like an accrued redundancy program, you know. And, and to some extent, um, I was quite appalled to see that extended to September. Uh, not least because, um, as a true Democrat, uh, I can't wait to go back to the pub and have my meal in the restaurant. And um, extending the furlough scheme to September does rather smack of a bit of pessimism. You know, is, he, is, is Boris actually telling us the truth with his roadmap? Anyway... So we've got a situation where, uh, and in fact, you know, our, our performance uh, last year was, uh, was uh, I think it was the worst in the G, certainly the worst in the G7, and probably the worst in the whole G20. Uh, so our, our negative growth was nearly double that of the USA, mm. for instance. Now, when you consider how badly behaved the Americans are against the, the, the British population in terms of following protocols, etc., that is quite a, a stark statistic. So... Uh, effectively, the economy's in a mess. What does that mean from the government's point of view? Um, I think you know. I think you'd have to say, you know, apart from anything else, their heart was in the right place. They've borrowed a huge amount of money. We now have uh, over a trillion pounds of debt. So, what does that mean? Um, one thing that's happened in the markets recently is people have got very jittery, um, and the price of bonds and yields has gone up. What, what does that mean to, to you, Ben, as a layperson? What does that really mean? Well, it means that uh, there's pressure on interest rates to go up. Mm. Okay, so we've got inflationary pressure and interest rate pressure. And just to, get, to put that into context, 
what 1% does. I don't think he actually, I think Rishi Sunak actually referred to this yesterday in his budget statement, is just 1% extra cost equals £25 billion mm. on the government's borrowing, right? So that's our finances will become £25 billion worse off. So, what well, basically he made a, he said this over and over and over again. He said basically, I'm I'm an honest man. I'm straight. You can trust me. You know we made all these promises in the budget. Well, we're still going to keep them really, but we've got a duty to tell you the truth. You know, and actually, you know, there is a hole in the wall, and the water's coming out, and we and we feel we need to tell you that. You know, that's probably how I would put it. Yeah. Um, so basically, what he's saying is, okay, uh, the economy's not in good shape. Uh, we've got this massive debt. We've had to do that, haven't we? Because we're lovely people. Um, and I think something that did quite upset me, actually, uh, he made a statement, which I particularly put, picked up on, which was that business were, were the people that had benefited from all these measures, you know, from the billions and billions of pounds of furlough assistance. And therefore, it was only right that businesses paid the bill. And I sat there thinking, well, I haven't. <laughs> I've just spent a year in cr creating 20 new jobs, not furloughing anybody. Yeah. You know, and I'm being treated equally with the 40, I think there's 43% of employers at the moment utilising the furlough scheme, mm. you know? So it's like, you know, let's kick everyone, <laughs> you know, because 43% because of people have used the furlough scheme. So anyway, does it matter what I think? No, uh, because the reality is the reality. So clearly the government has had to sit down and think about how, how are we going to finance this debt? You know, we've paid all this money out. You know, what can, what can we do about it? Uh, and and, num and nu numerous things have been put forward. Uh, and probably my worst fear, um, as someone who believes passionately in the creation of wealth, for instance, um, is that capital gains tax was going to be equalised with income tax in terms of rates. Uh, and I, I could, would consider that to be a tax on aspiration, as I call mm. it, right? Uh, and I would say that I, I am, as an individual, very aspirational, and Aspenweight is, as a practice, the, 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 the patron of aspiration. Uh, so there was a lot of um, advance warning that uh, the capital gains tax was going to go up, but I'm pleased to say, for now, uh, and, and we have to be careful about these things, uh, that didn't happen. So the obvious, the obvious thing to do, which was quite easy, was to raise corporation tax. So corporation tax, if we just, you know, for, for, for those of you who wouldn't um, know the rates, if we were going back 15 years, for instance, uh, there were two rates of corporation tax, 30% for big companies uh, and somewhere between 20 and 23% for smaller companies. Um, and, and I think, you know, I, I, as, as someone who grew up in that culture, I, I never really particularly had a problem with it. And then uh, successive governments came in, uh, Tory ones, uh, and basically simplified the tax system and uh, got rid of the basically got rid of the big rate for for, for larger companies. And um, and so you know, and, and actually, to be fair, I thought that was unfair. You know, hmm. so I think I think they went too far. This, this is the, this is the sense you know, thing here. It's like a lot of things. I think the issue isn't about the measure; it's about the balance of it. If you see what I mean. Uh, so I think, you know, I think that if, if I was uh, dealing with the Exchequer, I would probably um, come at it from a more uh, democratic, egalitarian point of view, a more knowledge of actually understanding which businesses are what, for instance, you know. So what's happened is you've had all these big corporations that were paying 30%, basically brought down with all the others and paying 19 
And until very recently, 19% was going to become 17%. So that's actually what the Tories' position was going into the election. Um, and again, I, 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 I don't like paying tax. Uh, I, I, don't have, I didn't have a problem with corporation tax being 20%. You know, if I have, uh, I, I, I think 20% is a perfectly reasonable rate, and I was quite happy to pay it on Aspen Waits' behalf. So I thought getting to 17 was probably a word I would use would be unnecessary. Uh, now what we've got is we've got a situation where everyone, uh, whether you be small or huge, uh, are all on the same rate, and everyone's been treated the same way with, with some twists. So uh, probably the big news of yesterday, uh, and which put me in a very bad mood for 75% of the budget speech, was the fact that he announced a 6% increase in corporation tax from 19% to 25%. But the good news is uh, it's not going to take place until 2023, so effectively two years' time. Uh, and I was just explaining it to our colleagues. I said it's a bit like um, uh, you walk in the pub now, ask for a pint, and you get a full pint, and in two years' time you only get three quarters, but you're not supposed to notice, you know, or something, which is a statement I'd make generally about the attitude to tax yesterday. So um, 6% tax, which, and I think, you know, again, listening to the rhetoric that was used, he, he, was, he was talking about um, uh, large companies. So anything, any company that made more than £250,000 profit was considered to be large, which is, uh, which is entirely uh, unfair. And if one was to take uh, the company's house dem definition, for instance, of a large company, you know, you're talking about companies uh, with turnover of like £50 million, £10 million of assets, you know, 250 employees you know that's that sort of size so under the definition of yesterday aspen weight for instance is well and truly considered to be a large company you know and and clobbered accordingly so um the prospect of obviously um aspen weight and its clients uh, facing a six percent hike in in two years time didn't make paul very happy to be honest uh, against that, obviously, what happened was uh, a complete reversal of the simplification of tax program. So um, we, we had the reintroduction of marginal rates. So companies on fifty thousand pounds were left paying nineteen percent, for instance, and then you had um, uh, effectively um, a marginal rate system um, operating between fifty and one hundred, two hundred and fifty. And I think, um, from a cynical point of view, um, it was a budget that probably from a tax advisor's point of view was a good budget if you see what i mean uh because it was it was getting away from the simple you know previous governments have been trying to make things simple uh and i think you know what were they looking to do digital you know digital a digital tax system where pretty much a taxpayer could file their own returns uh, yes they did away with all of that um maybe it, you know maybe that had to be because of the situation so hopefully that addresses your points on corporation tax ben yeah, that's, and it's a really interesting point that you make on the, um, as we were speaking earlier, on simplifying taxes. That's that's quite a big thing that that now they've, you know, changed a, a lot of these, um, a, a lot of these ideas around how you do your taxes, and and that perhaps becomes um, more more complicated. Just for for a moment, we mentioned the corp corporation tax being six percent higher, and only in a couple of years. And I love your analogy of. You know, you, you, you won't quite notice, um, you won't, not meant to notice it, but it is going to happen. And that's the same for personal tax as well. Yeah, the personal tax is slightly different. So with, with corporation tax, um, you know, there actually is a real increase of 6%, which obviously only comes in if you make uh, a profit of over £250,000. But nonetheless, you know, it is, it is, it is uh, significant. And of course, he made 
um, a huge point about the fact it was still the lowest corporation tax rate in the G7, which is which is true. But um, now, in terms of other taxes, and we're talking really about all other taxes, uh, VAT, uh, income tax, etc. What basically happened was um, it was sort of like everything was left as it was. So all the all the all the the announcements been made in previous budgets about personal allowances going up uh, were honoured, and then it was like, well, then, then that's it. You know, they, they, everything will go up to what it was supposed to go up to, uh, and then uh, there'll be a freeze of you know for several years. So you know, as, as I was uh, giving you a, a little tax lesson earlier, uh, the correct terminology for a program like that is self taxation, uh, and what that effectively means is the taxes haven't gone up. But your personal allowance is frozen. Therefore, um, I think I think the, the most accurate figures I read yesterday: something like one million more people will be brought into tax uh, over the next five years. So these are people at the very lowest ends of, of earning. Just to be clear on here, so the, the thing with the issue with stealth tax is it does affect everyone. You know, so people earning, say, I'm trying to think of a sensible amount. So someone earning three hundred pound a week, for instance will be worse off in three years' time than they are now. Mm. Just to bring that into perspective, you know. And it was something we mentioned earlier, actually. We were listening to uh, a lot a lot of um, media outlets. We were talking about the fact that the government doesn't understand business and media outlets yeah. don't understand business. And perhaps that comes across in the way that they explain these things. Yeah, I mean, I've, you know, I've, been, I've been listening to, to budgets in a professional capacity for 28 years. Um, maybe, uh, maybe the only chancellor in my lifetime who truly understood business, I think, was funnily enough, was Gordon Brown. Um, governments blatantly don't understand business at any end, uh, and for and for the most part, they tend to treat all businesses like they're big. Uh, very, very, you know, there's a, a lack of insight, and that's why, you know, that's why, for instance, um, you know, one is left with the opinion that. A lot of the policies are well-meaning, but they're not actually particularly effective. Why is that? Because the people... Uh, so if you look at the government at the moment, I think I'm right in saying that of the, of the current cabinet, not one of those people has actually run a business, for instance. You know, They don't have... Uh, I wouldn't, can you imagine Aspen Wake being a business that... You know, had a collection of people that didn't have any business experience, for instance. You know? so, so what you've actually got is a, is a group of ministers who don't really have any... Previous, you know what I mean? They haven't got experience to draw on, etc. Of course, they're advised by bureaucrats and civil servants, and um, you know it's no surprise that you end up with a less than perfect cake from a perhaps a perfect mix. One of the things that I did want to ask you about was the um, 130 percent um, super allowance. Super allowance. Yeah. This is something that, again, going back to that point, is probably hasn't been explained. Um, as well as maybe it could have been, uh, maybe a, lo- a lot of misunderstanding. What's your take on that? Well, it's, it was it was probably um, from uh, from the first because a lot of the, what happens a lot with budgets um, is that the budget uh, the, the chancellor will allude to something or say something's going to happen, but he doesn't know what it's going to be yet. So, so for instance, a subject very dear to our own hearts, um, there's a consultative paper on research and development, right? And I read it last night. So it's basically asking people like me questions about whether they think the large company rate and the small company rate should be equalised. You know what's good about the scheme, what's not good about the scheme. Um, there was a lot of uh, sort of reassuring rhetoric about the government's commitment to investing in the environment and, and energy and innovation and that sort of thing. Probably the best way to explain the 130% thing is 
what does that really mean? So if, if for instance, let's get, I always think it's better to give examples because that's where people don't understand because uh, the people actually, you know, enacting the policy don't understand in the first place, so they can't give a very good example. So if you were, you know, if you were, say, you know, a reasonably successful business turning over £5 million uh, and making, I don't know, half a million pound profit, so you're now paying 25% in two years' time, uh, if, if you've got a fairly static business, you're not having to invest a lot in new technology, you know, that sort of thing. This 130% thing is of no interest to you whatsoever. Will make no difference to you. Uh, there'll be nothing you can do about it. Now, you know, we were talking earlier, um, if we take Aspen Wake, for instance, um, with its um, investment in radio and media, and not just that, we, um, I don't know if you know, so we, we've also invested very heavily in uh, renewable energy and um, and in, in particularly successful project in anaerobic digestion, for instance, you know. So... Uh, what that means for me, so what I was thinking as a obviously a very practical minded man, uh, I spent 75% uh, of the time listening to the, the Chancellor throwing my fingers up at him and, and looking very unhappy as I'm driving around. And then the, the sunshine comes at the end and he starts talking about, you know, the R&D stuff and the innovation support and the digitalization support and the 130% allowance. And I'm starting to think, hmm, yeah, my, my slant on this budget is is changing now. Uh, so as a as a person driving a the good ship Aspen Weight, which is steaming down uh, the channel, uh, growing apace, then uh, I think we we would use the hundred and thirty percent allowance. So you know it, it, it would be something that I would uh, I would be thinking of very carefully in terms of my investment strategy, etc., and how I could best um, synchronize that with my tax rate planning. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, so it's 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 significant, and I think that the the lesson here for for those of you listening is um, there's there's no substitute for planning uh, and taking good advice. So uh, if you want to do this properly, there's no point uh, talking to your advisor uh, in the last month of the year, or even quite often after the year, because the years happened and investment decisions can't be made. So if you really want to do this properly, you sit down, you do a capital budget at the start of your financial year, and then you can map out exactly you know, what you think you're going to spend and how that will impact on your tax rate. And the final thing, I think that was exactly what I was going to say to you, is that we are here to support businesses. That's um, what Aspen White does. And, and, and we certainly, just alluding to the, the, um, the complication now of the taxes away from simplifying taxes, uh, that's where we're going to be able to help and explain things uh, to you if you're struggling to digest this and, and certainly something that we can play a big part in when people are planning their taxes. Yeah, absolutely. And you can find out much more uh, on the budget on our website, aspenweight.co.uk. Uh, we have um, several radio programmes as well that are going to cover this over the next few days um, and you can find that aspenweightradio.com. Uh, Paul, thank you ever so much for your time. Thank you, Ben. Look forward to talking to you more. Uh, about the budget in the future. Aspen Weight Radio Podcasts. Educate, entertain, enjoy.